It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Prophets in the scriptures. We're in the prophet Ezekiel. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of his son, Yahusha, as we go through these studies. We look at the prophet Ezekiel. You see, Ezekiel is going to and has, I hope, show us that just because we start out uh, rebelling or obstinate against what the Father wants us to do, doesn't mean he gives up on us. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have any work for us to do. You see, Ezekiel was and did believe in Yahuwah. That was his Elohim, but he believed wrongly. He went along with the traditions of elders, with what those priests and Levites and all of them uh, told him which he was also a priest but he went up he went along with the higher ups and so it wasn't that he was not a believer in yahuwah elohim and not that he didn't serve or think he served or want to serve yahuwah elohim it was that flesh people, flesh things, um, the way his peers told him to be, and that's, you know, his brethren, that's what he went along with, even though Yahoo was trying to get his attention to help him out. And so what we're we're seeing in the first seven chapters maybe where you are in your walk. You believe in Yahuwah. You believe in Yahushua. You are a part of the kingdom. You are a son of Elohim. But, and you want to, you know, serve the kingdom. You want to do works for the kingdom. But instead of listening to the shepherd and following what he showed us to do, you 
follow man, humans, denominations, you know, translations even nowadays. You see, Yahusha said, I am the shepherd, and my sheep know my voice. If you are a sheep, then when someone says something of the brethren, whether it's your, you know, elder or teacher or um, denomination or whatever, if what they say does not align with what Yahusha told us to do, then as his sheep, if you're listening, as his sheep, you'll know, wait a minute, no, that, that, I'm, I'm not supposed to do that, or Yahusha didn't do that, or that's not the way it's supposed to be, or, you know, where does it say that in scripture? You know, see the sheep that are listening for the shepherd's voice, not for man's voice, the sheep, or just to get along, or just to have friends, the sheep are listening for those speaking the words of Yahusha. And so that's why he told us, I'm the shepherd and the sheep. My sheep hear my voice. So, you see, just like Ezekiel was in a bad place, concerning traditions of men and getting along with his brethren peers and accepting what they said and didn't want to do what Yahuwah Elohim told him to do that you know that the father still had work for him to do and that's what we're going to find out here in Ezekiel 8. So if you're in that place and you're not doing works and you say you want to do works, as we go through this study, maybe you can start looking around. See, that's exactly what happened to Ezekiel here. You know, he he had blinders on. Everything's fine, everything's good, we're doing good, blah, blah, blah. You know, he had blinders on. He was looking through rose-colored glasses at his people, you see. And we're going to see that Yahuwah, Elohim, tore off those glasses, and let Ezekiel see for himself. You see. Let's go through it. And so as you go through it. Maybe you won't have to go through what Ezekiel went through here at first. But maybe you do. You know, maybe maybe you have to go through, you know, the chastisement that Ezekiel went through. The rough handling that Ezekiel went through to get his attention. So, 
let's find out and look around and you decide in your sphere of the brethren what you're seeing the brethren do. We use the scriptures translation. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 8. I'm going to read beginning in verse 1. And it came to be in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth of the month, as I sat in my house with the elders of Yahuda sitting before me, that the hand of the master Yahuwah fell upon me there. And I looked and saw a likeness, like the appearance of fire from his waist and downward. The appearance was like fire and from his waist and upward, the appearance of brightness like glowing metal. And he stretched out the form of a hand and took me by the lock of my hair. And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heavens and brought me in visions of Elohim to Jerusalem, to the door of the north gate of the inner court where the seed of the image of jealousy was, which causes jealousy. And see, the esteem of Elohim of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw in the plain. And he said to me, Son of man, lift your eyes towards the north. And I lifted my eyes northward. And north of the altar gate, I saw this image of jealousy in the entrance. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing, the great abominations which the house of Israel are doing here, driving me away from my set-apart place? And you are to see still greater abominations. Well, we went over this a few times, but let's look at it. A lot of stuff here. First of all, we see, and it, and the reason why we're given the time frame in the beginning of uh, chapter eight here is because Yahuwah wants us to know that Ezekiel didn't do what he was supposed to do. So the time frame is, this is the sixth year in the sixth month on the fifth of the month. Okay, so this is the sixth year, sixth, sixth month, fifth day. Now, when Ezekiel started, we can see that and hold your place here in chapter 8, but go back to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 2, and it tells you, on the fifth of the month, in the fifth year of the sovereign. So you understand, so now we have the fifth year in the fifth month. So this is one year and one month later. Okay. And so one year, one month later, he was doing what? Go back to 
chapter 8, verse 1. Uh, As I sat in my house with the elders of Yahudah sitting before me. So he was sitting with the elders of Yahudah in his house. We already looked at that. We saw that instead of sitting with his with the elders with him at this time, he should have still been on his side for sign to the captives. But he wasn't. Okay. We also know he should have been bald. And he wasn't. I want us to hold our place and now just go back so you see what he's supposed to have been doing. So go to uh, verse uh, chapter 4, verse 3. So Yahuwah is telling him, then take an iron plate and set it as an iron wall between you and the city, and you shall set your face against it, and it shall besiege, and you shall lay siege against it. It is a sign to the house of Israel. And lie on your left side, and you shall put the crookedness of the house of Israel on it, as many days as you lie on it. You shall hear their crookedness, for I myself had laid on you the years of their crookedness according to the number of days, 390 days, and you shall bear the crookedness of the house of Israel. And when you have completed them, you shall lie again on your right side, and shall bear the crookedness of the house of Yahudah 40 days, a year, a day for a year, I have laid on you a day for a year. Then you shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem with your arm bar, beard, and you shall prophesy against it. So, and of course, what does verse 8 say? And see, I shall put cords on you so that you do not turn from one side to another until you have completed the days of your siege. So you see, this was what was going on. So if you add up that time, there's 30, diff, 30 days, you know, still wanting, around 30 days still wanting. He should have still been on his side. And he should have still been tied up. But since he didn't lay down at all, didn't even start the process, wasn't interested in being tied up so he couldn't move, he just didn't like what Yahuwah wanted him to do. That he didn't start it at all. So we know that he should have been laying on his side, tied up, but he wasn't. He was sitting in the house with the elders. Now, so besides that, let's go to chapter 5, verse 5. Thus said the master Yahuwah, This is Jerusalem which I have set in the midst of the Gentiles with the other lands all around her. But she rebelled against my righteous ruling, doing wrong more than the Gentiles in my laws more than the lands all around her, for they have rejected my right rulings, and they have not walked in my laws. So, 
you see, the first part was assigned to Israel, the house of Israel, for him laying on his side. He didn't do that. The second part was assigned to Yehudah themselves, you know, what they weren't doing right. So what it was it, what was he supposed to do for, um, to show um, Yehudah their error? Well, look at chapter 5, verse 1. And you shall, and you, son of man, take a sharp sword, take it as a barber razor, and you shall pass it over your head and your beard, and you shall take scales to weigh and divide the hair. So, guess what? You're going to shave your head, shave your beard, and then you're going to cut up the hair and do what I tell you with it. You understand? So, he should have still been laying on his side, tied up. He wasn't. He should have been bald. He wasn't. So, now, let's go back to Ezekiel 8. And then it says, so he's sitting there with the elders. And it says in the, in the next part of the verse 1, that as I was sitting with the elders of Yehuda before me, that the hand of the master Yahuwah fell upon me there. Yahuwah is going to deal with Ezekiel hardness in his heart right now. So you're not doing what I told you to do. Seven chapters asking you to do all different stuff, all different ways, all different choices, and you chose to do none of it. And for whatever reason, you gave you gave excuses. You didn't want to. You were rebellious. You didn't think it was right. You didn't think it was nice. You didn't think that they deserved it. Whatever it was that Ezekiel was thinking. Now Ezekiel is going to be dealt with because he's rebellious. And I want you to think about something. Are you being rebellious? Have you been rebellious? Have you not been doing what you're supposed to do, coming up with all kinds of excuses. And nowadays, the biggest excuse that I usually hear is, I don't know what to say. What if I, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I don't have an answer? How do I know I'm supposed to do this? I don't know enough about it. You know what all that means? What that means is that you're not being led by the Spirit, you see. The Spirit will lead us. We don't have to worry about any of that. If someone is brought into our existence, which means our sphere of where we exist in this life, you know, cross our path, talk to them, something like that, there's a reason for that. Make sure that you listen and 
listen to the spirit talking to you about them. See, everybody can't be, you can't say the same thing to everyone because everybody isn't on the same path. So listen to the spirit. Listen to the person. The spirit will tell you what to say, tell you. So, so you know, obviously you today, if you're not doing anything for the brethren, it's because you're not listening to the spirit. I just had a um, a recent occurrence of this with a group of brethren. Um, there was a, a lady that I um, have known for a couple of years. She's you know believes and she's a, a, a believer in the Savior and. The thing is that I've had a few conversations with her over the last few days and um, some of the conversations uh, I, I tried to talk to her about spiritual things, you know, just like your works, you know, what you're supposed to do kind of stuff and and I found out that you know she really doesn't know what we're supposed to do for works no it's you know doesn't know what is written in the scriptures and I don't believe really wants to know what's written in the scriptures she didn't you know, say, hey, let's look at that, <laughs> which is a, a, you know, a cue that they want to know what's in the scriptures. And so the father showed me and is showing me that, okay, um, she, she doesn't really care about, you know, what we're supposed to do according to what Yahusha showed us in the scriptures. Uh, so, um, so let's see as we progressed and talked about different things and saw each other at different times. Um, the last thing that, uh, that we pretty much spoke about was uh, basics, you see. And the basics are <laughs> that as believers you have to follow the law, you see. And it doesn't matter what you think is right or wrong. You have to follow the law. And of course, because she's connected to this group that is in their legalism way too much, that, you know, she says, yeah, you have to follow the laws of God which, of course, God is a pagan word. We know that. And we know it should be Elohim or the um, Almighty or El, you know. But you should follow the laws of God, yeah. But, but, and I said, yeah, but you should follow the laws of man also. You see, that's our job. So, see, that's a work 
work for the kingdom. And it's a work for the kingdom because that person, you know, really does believe, really does in their own way want to, you know, be a servant of the kingdom. But they have to get the basics down. Remember Kifa, where it, it tells you add to your faith. So faith is first. She's got that down. Add to your faith virtue, which means that you're supposed to, everybody that sees what you do and how you act and how you drive and what you do as far as this world goes, that they see you following the law. They see that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Maybe you didn't. And that, of course, is a sign that you actually got faith in the past, that you didn't do it. But as a brethren, the first step is to start following the law, the law of the Father, of course, the, the Torah, as he taught us to do, as Yahusha taught us to do, but the law of the land that you live in, as Yahusha directed Paul to tell us in Romans. So you understand that that spiritual work, see, wherever a person is, that's where you have to, that's where you have to work from. So remember, okay, as you're walking on this earth, meeting people, talking to people, the Father will bring you in to people's lives that he wants you to work with, talk to. Even if it's only a day, even if it's only once, even if it's only in passing. Yahusha showed us that. There was a lot of people that he did things with that didn't become his disciples, didn't join his, you know, his group. You understand? And so it isn't necessarily some big, giant, spiritual thing that you're supposed to do and teach and all that stuff. It might be just helping the brethren to see what's written a little bit to get a little clearer understanding as in which of course is one of my gifts is to uh, be a governor which if you look at the word means kind of a rudder which means that you know the spirit directs the boat they're the boat the spirit's directing the boat but you need a rudder to steer the boat the boat if you just left the boat by itself and the and and the spirit is you know steering the boat meaning the the wheel that they're the boat spirits the wheel if the wheel isn't connected to a rudder then the spirit you know he can turn that wheel all he wants to but that boat is just going to go around and around and do whatever it wants to see that's why the word governor which is rudder look it up in the greek that's one of the gifts, says that that's one of our gifts, is that the spirit speaks to the governor, the rudder, the person that is in the water, helping the boat 
to stay on the right path. You see, without the rudder, the boat will just go wherever it wants to. And so the spirit connected to the rudder is how one of the gifts that we have that we see that a brethren is you know is going on the wrong path and as the rudda the spirit tells you bring them back to the right path which means to the right journey which means the narrow way which means heading to the narrow gate understand and so that is you know one of the gifts that I have is that when I am around brethren and the spirit directs me and you know a lot of times um, the brethren will um, uh, will fight me <laughs> you know they don't like that but there is a difference as Yahusha showed us between the brethren which is this lady that I've gotten to know She's just a regular brethren. And those in leadership, elders, you know, most of them are arrogant. And and when you go to try to talk to them, just like Yahusha had trouble with, they always attacked him. Or when he talked to them, when they had conversations, there was always a, you know. <laughs> so understand um, that, when you are doing the works that you're supposed to do, then you're going to see a big difference in your life. And if you don't do the works, if you, people are brought into your circle, your path, and you don't say anything to them, and you let them get away with saying doing bad things and doing bad things and not saying anything to brethren now I'm not talking about non-believers that you are going to be dealt with absolutely so that's what's going on here with Ezekiel so in Ezekiel 8.1 you see that okay Ezekiel I've had it that's what Yahoo was saying. I've had it. I've given you enough chances. And of course, end times, listen up. Things are going to get tougher. You better be doing what you're supposed to do because guess what? If you don't have the whole armor of God on, then you will fall. You're going to worship Satan. I don't care if you like it or not, but you will. The armor of Elohim, the armor of the Almighty, if you don't have all of it, this is important for us. So Ezekiel's going to be dealt with. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 